Hi, everyone. I'm Gary Berman, the host of the Cyber Hero Adventures show. Welcome to today's special Veterans Day edition of the Cyber Hero Adventures show being shared with our 23,235 and growing LinkedIn connections with global thought leaders in cybersecurity. Our mission for today's show is to honor the brave, selfless men and women and their families who protect and defend America. A special thank you to AppGate for making today's show possible and for believing in our mission to shine the light on the unsung cyber heroes who toil in anonymity to keep us safe at work, at home, and at school. AppGate is the secure access company that provides cybersecurity solutions for people, devices, and systems based on the principles of zero trust security. AppGate updates IT systems to combat the cyber threats of today and tomorrow. Through a set of differentiated cloud and hybrid security products, AppGate enables enterprises to easily and effectively shield against cyber threats. AppGate protects more than 600 organizations across government and business. Please visit AppGate.com. Thanks also to our presenting sponsor, Fortinet. Military veterans are by nature problem solvers who understand the importance of maintaining a strong defense posture and following the chain of command when dealing with an active threat. The Fortinet Veterans Program works to fill the cybersecurity skills gap by helping facilitate the transition of military service members, veterans, and military spouses into the cybersecurity industry. To learn more, visit fortinet.com forward slash training forward slash veterans hyphen program. And thanks again to our defenders of our digital universe thought leaders who are subscribers to the Cyber Hero Network, who get together every week to discuss high-level challenges and opportunities facing the cybersecurity community and to conduct business based upon the notion that a rising tide lifts all ships. Let's welcome to the show Robert Ungermach, cybersecurity sales engineer at AppGate. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Real good. How are you today? It's so nice uh, to see you. And um, as I said in the introduction, uh, thanks to you and your family for the sacrifices that you've made to, to keep our, our country safe. You're very um, welcome. Indeed. Um, tell our audience uh, a little bit about um, uh, how you decided to, why you decided to, to join the military in the first place. Sure. No, that's a great question. I get asked quite often. My family actually has an extensive history of service throughout the generations going back to Fort McHenry. So uh, wow. it's a real proud service line. And um, sorry, I get choked up even thinking about it. But the thing is, it's about it's about service. I graduated from high school oh, in the early 80s and uh, thinking about where to go and what to do. And I was drawn to the service and I felt like giving back and contributing to our government. It was a different world back then we were in the cold war so a different type of strategy Cybersecurity was really really just on the horizon of where we were going and uh i took the asfab scored really well and uh joined as a signals intelligence analyst and went to language school so that was the foundation of a career that spanned several decades now in infosec and cybersecurity. so it's been exciting you know, it's amazing. Uh, uh, really, uh, I'm not sure if this is an exactly correct statistic, but maybe like 1% of America, you know, is at war. Um, correct. You know, is, is that valid? That's pretty correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very correct. 
Well, then that's why it's even more important, you know, for us uh, in this show and, and everywhere, not just on this day, but all the time, you know, to say thank you to you uh, and your and your families and, and those who have made the ultimate uh, sacrifice for sure. Uh, we have some breaking news. <laughs> well, hold it. AppGate, a leading cybersecurity company founded on zero trust principles, closes merger with Newtown Lane marketing do you know anything yes. about this yes so it's exciting news um we uh we spun out from our parent company six terra in january of 2020 um our goal as being a startup was to go public and we achieved that this month as a matter of fact just about two weeks ago we just finally went public so that merge has been great we're excited we're a growing company we're always looking for new people and uh, recruiting inside the military and our, our people that are transitioning out uh, it's an exciting place to work Wow, that, that does sound fantastic. Well, mm -hmm. speaking of uh, wonderful people, let me uh, bring into the show Ed Godet. Uh, he's the CEO. And why are you laughing? I, I look. Remember, I do humor, and you do substance. That way, we stay in our lanes. <laughs> I feel like I just went through a trailer for a movie, so <laughs> I'm still buzzing from your opening. <laughs> Uh, indeed. So, uh, Ed, thanks so much uh, for being here. Ed is the uh, CEO and founder of Sensinet and um, uh, also a military uh, veteran. Uh, tell us a little bit about why you first decided to join the military, Ed. Yeah, um, nothing like what Robert went through. I was a bit of a free spirit and uh, a, <laughs> bit of a bit of a beatnik, if you will, hippie. And um, my uh, the only way out of my small rural town was either to go into the military or go to college. And um, I got the best of both worlds. I uh, was able to put myself through school on an ROTC scholarship, became a, a U.S. Army officer in the field artillery afterwards and, and spent about uh, six, seven years um, uh, fulfilling my commitment there and um, resigned my commission in uh, like mid-90s, if you will, after the first Desert Storm. So I'm, I'm sure our audience is just dying to know, um, did you have long hair? I, you said you <laughs> I did. I did. In fact, what I would do with uh, basic uh, training, which no one really liked, but I would wear my peace, uh, my, my peace symbol on my dog tags. And well, I, got, that's, I yeah, got a little trouble. I got a little no, trouble for that. Well, no, I mean, peace is, is a good thing. I mean, I, you know, like generally speaking, no. they're just, they're probably different ways of going about acquiring it. You know, is, right. is your point. And no, but it's a great, great experience, Gary and Robert. Thank you for your service. Um, you know, it's um, it gave me direction. It gave me leadership skills that I wouldn't have acquired otherwise. Um, it really, um, you know, it enabled me to really become self-reflective mm -hmm. about who I was and who I wanted to become. And um, you know, obviously, giving back is just such a selfless act. Um, any you know, anyone and everyone that's in the service. Um, know demands you know our, our 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 appreciation because it really is a sacrifice on many levels um but again for me it was a great experience um i enjoyed the army i enjoyed the um not only the intellectual challenge of the things we were doing with the howitzers and we were on a nuke battalion and we had so i first got into cryptography and so it was very interesting and stimulating but also um just the physicality of um the challenge and uh you know, having to do the um, uh, the PT tests every so often, and uh, uh, really just kept your your mind and your body um, aligned and in sync. So it was a really great experience overall. You know, it's amazing uh, to me uh, how 
large, uh, how many veterans are in cybersecurity who had the similar pathway, you know, through signal intelligence and, you know, things like that. It was like the ultimate uh, training ground. But, you know, there are also uh, different ways to to serve. And so I want to bring in uh, to the show Tatter Conwood, who we just caught drinking. Um, if you need to spit something out of it, I, I can wait. Uh, we're, we're all friends here. Um, but uh, Tyler uh, spent a, a, a long time, uh, much of her career as a civilian, uh, but in service of the DOD. So, so Tyler, maybe you can share our audience a little bit about your sure. origin story. Sure. Well, first off, I would love to thank, I, I want to thank everyone who's currently serving in the military or who is a veteran. Thank you for your service. I also want to wish a happy belated um, 246th uh, mm -hmm. birthday to the U.S. Marine Corps and to my dog, Axel, whose birthday was also yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So wait, wait. Time out. <laughs> I mean, Tyler, come on. You do substance. Where's oh, that? yeah. Actually, that's um, not true. She, Tyler has all of you have great personalities, and and really everyone I know is funny. You you kind of have to have that to be in this crazy digital universe in which yeah, you, you occupy. Do. You need a sense of humor, you know. And and uh, you know, Tyler, you're you're doing something uh, cool right now with your Voice America show. Yes, it's. It, I've just uh, recently launched. It just started November third. Um, a live talk show through the Voice America Network called My Connected Life to help take cyber topics that are complex and make them interesting so that people really understand how to secure themselves and what these different types of topics mean. Like, what is the dark web? How, how do I know my stuff is there? So really, really excited about that. But in a former life... <clears throat> um, I served uh, with the Department of Defense Cybercrime Center um, doing digital forensics and developing training for all of the DOD, uh, all of the DOD. And then I moved to the Defense Intelligence Agency where I was a deputy division chief for the, the Special Comms Enterprise Office. So I did not serve in the military. I was a government civilian. But what I did was all those like kind of cool Jason Bourne gadgets that help him communicate <laughs> out, those came from my head. <laughs> so I didn't go awesome. on any missions, but my equipment kept, kept our, our, our military safe while on those missions. And mm -hmm. that was something that was very important to me because I, I, I mean, so many times I would think about um, you know, these pe people who are just who are giving and sacrificing so much and they're in high threat areas and to be able to safely hide in the noise, their communications back was incredibly important. Indeed. And um, so speaking of also incredibly important, I want to invite to the show, Max Justice. How are you doing, Max? Hi, Max. Hey, Max. Great. Nice to see hey, you all. Glad to be here. Yeah, nice to see you. And, and uh, you know, Max is, is doing some uh, related work for sure uh, pertaining to NASA, uh, which we'll get to a little bit uh, a little bit later. But tell us uh, your origin story, Max. How did you first come to serve in the military? Sure. So uh, first, uh, I want to thank everyone here who's told us their story. It, it's uh, quite incredible. In fact, uh, Robert, I have to thank you for making me take a trip down memory lane this 
uh, lane this morning, kind of uh, choked up a little as well. These are actually my uh, grandfather's dog tags from World War II. Wow. And, uh, oh, yeah, they, they're on like a, um, kind of like a string, whereas mm -hmm. nowadays they use the bead, uh, yeah. the metal beads. Um, and it's just uh, quite incredible to have things like that and to remember. Uh, and uh, actually, it was my brother, which is what got me into the Marine Corps. Uh, I actually was in the Army before I joined the Marine Corps. I went into the Army between my junior and senior year of high school. So uh, went in quite young, uh, as they say, young, dumb, and full of, well, we'll stop there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, was, that was what got me into the military, was my uh, a little bit of family tradition. And it got me out of being a hillbilly in the hills of Pennsylvania, where we really didn't uh, understand about reading, writing, or arithmetic. So uh, I was in for quite a wake up and the, the military really taught me how to be agile, uh, be uh, uh, always think about the target. Uh, and it, really that is cybersecurity. If you are not agile as an individual, agile as an organization, whoever is targeting you, uh, well, they're going to get in Amen. because they were agile. They were nimble. They had their eye on the ball. They had you as a target. And if they want to target you, they're going to get in. Uh, so having a ability to respond and get that response time down from the uh, what 200 and some odd hours, I think it is, or days. Maybe it was 200 and some odd days. I think that's actually what it is. We need to get that down to hours, if not minutes. Yes. Um, and if uh, people listen to things like My Connected Life, they're going to learn how to get that time down from hours to minutes. I'm about 52 minutes into the podcast, uh, Tyler. So thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, indeed. So this is a good time to dimensionalize the, the, the problem a little bit here. Um, so here are some statistics from Cybersecurity uh, Ventures. Um, that uh, basically, you know, show, um, you know, how significant the problem is. So, you know, um, what, what, what do we do now as it pertains to the gap um, of, of jobs and, and how, do we, how do we start to attack uh, this problem? Uh, what do you think about that, Robert? Yeah, it's a you know it's an interesting watching the statistics that are going on. The, uh, the 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 numbers are just continuously growing every day. I get up early. Well, I still get up early, and I review what's happened the day before, and we're constantly seeing new threats. And you know the the lack of trying to find workers. I'm glad that's one of the things that has been one of the part of my mission. In addition to helping people that have been transitioning out with their, the issues, but also with hiring. And there's a lot of good companies that are taking that initiative to bring people into the workforce. Um, and the skill set that comes out of the military is just, it's perfect for it. We're trained to do things that other people do, people don't do. We're trained in leadership. We're trained in being able to identify problems and build a team and go after an objective and a goal. And it just aligns so well with cybersecurity and the other initiatives that we work. It's a... Uh, we got to keep going. We got to keep recruiting, and we got to keep looking for those people. Indeed, and um, you know, to build on that point, uh, Ed, um, you know, what is your uh, thought about the 
potential of opening the aperture of potential career options within cybersecurity. Um, you know, one of the things we've learned in our work with uh, NIST and the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Education is uh, there's this decision point in middle school, like maybe fourth or fifth grade, where for various reasons, you know, someone might self-assess, oh, I, I'm not good at math or how am I going to code or, uh, you know, things like that. And they just kind of, you know, opt out, uh, you know, of it. Um, and, and so what are your thoughts about opening the aperture about all the different types of ways you can support cybersecurity? Yeah, so, so great, great question. Um, you know, I think first and foremost, we have to figure out a way to reach those individuals um, when they're young, and mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the ways to do that is to um, create some type of game, some type of interaction that starts to educate them through that game experience what it's like to be a cyber defender. And I think um, those are certain. You know, it's one example of the things we could do. We could also create incentives through the government, like we used to have the Pell Grant. Mm -hmm. um, why not create a grant specifically designed for cybersecurity individuals and education and scholarships in that area? Indeed. And, and if the government really wants to, um, you know, to drive and, and, and correct the, the issues around that scarcity around resources, it's certainly possible. We know how to do that. We've done that before. Indeed. And not coincidentally, uh, the executive order was signed recently by the president of K-12 cybersecurity, which focuses primarily on securing the, the districts, the schools and things like that. However, um, I'm, I'm privileged to share with our audience that we're working in partnership with NICE on the uh, uh, cybersecurity career uh, poster contest uh, mm -hmm. that, that we're in the middle of right now to get kids to start thinking that this stuff is cool, you know, and, and, and to make it interesting. And one of the interesting things uh, about about this experience, uh, Tyler, is the question of how do we get more women into cybersecurity, uh, more people of color, you know, diversity and inclusion. Um, it seems to be getting a little bit better than it was, but probably nowhere near as good as it can be. Is that a, a fair assessment? I think that that's a fair assessment. Um, and, and I'll tie my answer to your previous question. Um, I, I, there's, there's definitely a way to get kids interested in cybersecurity careers, but we have a problem now where we have so many unfilled cybersecurity positions and um, there's an untapped resource that, that I'm not sure we've really been looking at. And this resource is veterans or women and men who are maybe in a mid-career level position, not right out of school, but maybe they were in a different field and they want to switch into cybersecurity. And getting, getting those people training, getting um, you know maybe funding for grants or getting them into companies that are willing to, to go and train these people, that is a huge untapped resource that you know, we really need to look into. And it's interesting. I did a, a presentation. I do some pro bono presentations for schools and for uh, girls trying to get into cyber. And the audience that I had for the last one was all women, mid-level career, trying to change their career. And apparently there's a huge number of these, these people. So that is a resource that we really need to tap into as well.
Indeed. Uh, and we can dimensionalize that a little bit uh, with something we're going to pop into the screen here. Um, this is uh, a super cool tool that was created by NIST and NICE uh, called CyberSeek. And, you know, basically um, it's an interactive map. So you can see the number of cybersecurity uh, jobs that are open, you know, by state like this. And then mm -hmm. you can also uh, see that there are 464,000 uh, job openings right now and, and that the supply of cybersecurity workers is, uh, you know, very low. Um, and this is dimensionalized here as well. These are uh, job openings by the NICE cybersecurity uh, framework. So, um, you know, this is uh, to operate and maintain things, 280,000, uh, oversee and govern, um, protect and defend, uh, securely provision, uh, e e analyze, and, and these are certification holders, the numbers of them, of the various certification agencies that you see on, on, uh, uh, on this size. Uh, so let's, uh, let's take a moment to uh, just uh, unpack this. Um, you know, Max, um, you know, just kind of starting with right here, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts about um, just the number of job openings? Well, it's, it's not going to go down anytime soon. Uh, right. In fact, it's going to continue to increase. And uh, there were several comments about uh, military. Uh, military folks are great resources to come into cybersecurity. And uh, in fact, there was a recent study done by ISC Squared, which is uh, a, an institute uh, known across the globe, around the globe, for cybersecurity certifications. And they identified that 16% of those participating in cybersecurity have a military background. Wow. And one of the reasons why I think there's so many military folks, again, it goes back to military being able to be agile, to adapt, mm -hmm. overcome, and improvise. And to do that, you have to continuously learn. Uh, and I think it was talk, Tyler about reinventing yourself. You know, that's the great part about uh, cybersecurity or even IT in general. In general, both IT and cybersecurity, you have to want to continuously learn, and you're going to have to continuously adapt to new skills. So it's easy to reinvent yourself because we as cyber pros have to do it all the darn time. And you're just joining the club of people continuously re-identifying themselves. Indeed, and, and Robert, you know, you're, you're shaking your head in agreement. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I, I think uh, Max hit on some of the key things. I mean, from for people that are transitioning out um, and you don't have to come from an intelligence division or something like that. I work with one of my partners, uh, one of my sales executives is a uh, Marine, former Marine. He was a gunner, he's in the gunnery side. And it you don't have to have that background. It's our experience. I mean, th if you think about it, um, we're not phased when the CEO comes into the sock and he starts hammering on a table about an issue. Those things don't phase us. We're able to deal under pressure deal with and condense complex situations down and be able to brief somebody in short, simple terms. Those are some of the skill sets that come out of the military service and even the GS service, like Tyler has mentioned. You know, we've, as, as Max had mentioned, agility, improvising, thinking outside the box, 
being part of a team. These are highly valued skills that in the InfoSec market broadly. And if you enjoy working with people, I've been working in operations for years. And uh, when I got the call to come back for AppGate, um, I wanted to work on the sales side. I wanted to interact with more people and and talk to people and talk to companies about how we can help them. And so there's there's a, a wide variety. And I think sometimes cyber gets siloed into a group of people that are sitting in the dark, but we're not like always like that. We're doing other Drink, things. Drinking jolt, jolt all <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Mountain Dew and I, it's always next to us. Yep. Exactly. And not all hackers wear hoodies. Correct. Correct. A lot of them. Well, wait, wait, hold on. You, I was just going to say, it looks like you have a hoodie. That's uh, but by the by the way, let, just stay on that point. We're yeah. talking, but, but there is something to what you just said, which uh, Max, which is, you know, the archetype of of yes. what cybersecurity is. You know, is it this, you know, person sitting by themselves? You know with a hoodie and the data shows it's it's really not. These are criminal organizations that have, that have an incredible level of sophistication um, and you have uh, everything that's available on the dark web. You can get hacking as a service and, and uh, all that. What do you think about that, Ed? Well, I think as the data shows, um, you know, first, this, these resource constraints are chronic. They're, it's chronic, been a chronic problem in IT and in cyber for a long time. And as Max said, it's only getting worse as the data shows. So we're not going to hire our way out of the problem. Mm -hmm. um, we've got to consider the vector of hiring and resources people as one of the drivers of solving the problem. But we also have to look at the processes that it were, that we currently um, use um, and employ and the technology and the automation. And, and we need to think about them holistically as this trinity of, of, you know, of a solution that will help us really solve the cyber issues. And we need to start taking a book out of the hackers, a page out of the hackers playbook. And, and so one of the things we don't do well as an industry is we really don't collaborate. And if yes. you look at what's happening yes. with the hackers, they are collaborating at another yes. level. They actually have venture capitalists formed that are funding their initiatives which well, is just I mean, shocking i mean forgive the interruption but you're saying yeah. such an important point because you know from from everything i've listened and learned about all this stuff you know uh, the the hackers are horizontally structured you know mm -hmm. they they you know freely more or less share information and everything Absolutely. where the the defenders are vertically structured in mm -hmm. part because of rules and regulations and laws but also intellectual property and competition and things like that exactly so, so the, the the good people are, are are handcuffed you know by a lot of stuff however and i'm going to put this to you a because i know you have to jump off in a minute um, you know, one of the things that I'm really optimistic about, I want to check in with you, uh, Tyler, if you agree, that the leadership right now at CISA, for example, Jen Easterly and, <clears throat> and uh, Chris Inglis over at the White House and, you know, Jen uh, uh, Naksoni, I mean, these folks are changing the culture and they have a fo forward-leaning, I forget the exact word, but it's like forward-leaning approach. And it, something is working because we're seeing our evil being taken down. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing some of this stuff happening. <clears throat> Tyler, what, what do you think? And then also, um, before you leave, let our audience know how they can get more information about, about your, new, your new show and, and things like that. Um, sure. Uh, you can go to, you can actually follow me on LinkedIn, Tyler Cohen Wood. Um, you can go to um, 
the Voice America site and type in my name and look for the show. And then <clears throat> by the end of this week, you can go to tylercohenwood.com and find out more information. Great. Congratulations. Yeah. And, and so um, is there is there anything else uh, you want to uh, you know share with our audience before you, you have to go? Well, well, yeah, I think there were so many really good points that 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 have been brought up here. And, you know, the technology is changing and there is room. If you look at those open job numbers, people are are looking and hiring people from different careers that want to come into this career. And I think we can fix tomorrow's problem because we can start teaching that in schools to young kids. We should be teaching cybersecurity to kids anyway, but we need to fix today's problem. And today's problem means you're gonna have to find another pool of, of resources to fill these jobs. And, you know, former veterans, whatever what everyone said today about um, the military, they are 100% right. They just know how to adapt to a situation. and they're they're not intimidated by things so that's an incredible pool of resources for people you know trying to come into the cybersecurity field so indeed well uh I, let me end by the, yeah go ahead real quick tyler congrats on the first uh episode of the dark web the the red light district of the internet <laughs> three you. big she pulls in three big names on the very first show uh scott schilver bob schiff ken uh, muir it's a great conversation. If you haven't oh, heard it, go listen it to it. Yeah, thank, thank you. It's, it, it's great. Uh, you know, we talked about some of the things that Bob has actually found on the dark web, which is, is kind of unbelievable. So, yes, definitely listen to that. But Indeed. Um, well, uh, Tyler, uh, you know, on behalf of a great full digital universe, thanks for who you are and what you do. And, and um, I don't know if you know or not, but you and I are friends now. We're friends. I know Gary's going to be on the show too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so let me. Uh, we're wrapping up here, and uh, Robert, thanks for uh, being able to join uh, join back in. And and um, so, uh, let me just uh, uh, say uh, thank you again for for the service for you uh, and your family that you've given to our country. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to amplify before we sign off? You know, I think that um, a lot of people are even, they think about cyber, and I think that some of the ways that, that they're really interested, there's a lot of ways to get into it, even just by starting it to become a hobby and looking for local social organizations in their area to explore interest in that. That's a great transition. I know several people that have worked that way. And uh, to kind of piggyback, it's it's on what Tyler had mentioned before, um, there's a lot more diversity coming in cybersecurity, and that's something that we need to embrace across the board. Um, we're better when we have a varied input, and it's not always coming from a single silo. And I think that some of the greatest advances we've seen internally within our organization as we continue to uh, embrace diversity, it's been become we become some such a stronger organization. So uh, people that may not think that they have the ability to work in cyber, Quite often they do, and uh, taking that first step is a great way to go. Indeed. And um, how will our audience get more information uh, about what you're doing? For AppGate, um, we're out there at AppGate.com. 
Um, uh, we have some great programs federally and uh, also commercially. We're doing a lot of good things with the DOD, with the VA. We're helping out in um, actually consulting on the direction for cybersecurity for our government or in the U.S. in several wow. programs that are going on in the initiatives. We're in the collaboration program that's ongoing right now to help rewrite and understand where we should head. So uh, we're one of the key collaborators, and it's been great. Uh, the work that we do, bringing cybersecurity and, and really upping the level of how, we've, how our military forces and our government agencies operate, that's been a strength that AppGate has been able to contribute, and it's outstanding. It's continuing to serve, and I'll continue to do that for the rest of my life. Yep. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, we'd love to do a show, uh, you know, about what you're talking about, because a lot of our audience does deal with the federal government. Mm -hmm. And there, there are all types of challenges associated with compliance and stuff like that. You have, all, you have all the CMMC, you know, yes. stuff that's going to affect uh, over 300,000 suppliers. Yes. Um, I was privileged to give a keynote speech to several hundred uh, DOD people like that about this stuff, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so uh, love to amplify, you know, your good Absolutely. work. So uh, speaking of that, Ed, what can we do to um, uh, amplify what you're doing? Is there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah. So, um, you know, someone had mentioned General Nagasone um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and the new leadership at CISA, which I, um, mm -hmm. I would echo um, spot on. They're doing some amazing things um, uh, today that they weren't doing, you know, even 10 years ago. And I think, you know, one of the most interesting things, about 5 million people, adults affected with autism in the mm -hmm. U.S. And yes. uh, the, the NSA and uh, DOD, they're hiring these mm -hmm. individuals because right. they have an ability to, to really drill down um, in a way on this particular problem, you know, like none of us can do, right? And, and so that's another approach to, I think, as we think creatively about um, you know, trying to solve this workflow, or the, I'm sorry, the, uh, the workforce issue. Um, this is an area that we should think about systemically tapping into and, and formalizing because um, I think they're getting, what I'm hearing, they're getting really great success out of the program that they have. That right is now. an incredibly yes. good idea, you know, and so I'm, I'm in, uh, you know, I'm very involved with issues pertaining to special needs and, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So how does our audience get more information about Sensinet? Yeah, uh, Sensinet.com. Um, you know, we're, we're a risk management provider to healthcare. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd love to learn more about what you're trying to do um, at your at your facility and how we can help out. Cool. Well, thanks so much. And um, I actually have the last word. Um, any, anything you would like to amplify? Yeah, thanks, Gary. Uh, so we were talking earlier, uh, I believe, about hacking at some point came up. Mm -hmm. uh, if not, uh, I, I was looking at some hacking data. The reason why I look at hacking data, I'm actually working on my PhD, and it, my dissertation is going to be on how the hacker innovates. So uh, right. this is a, an open call. If you're an, uh, an entry-level hacker and you want to learn how to innovate, uh, from uh, some old school uh, hackers as well as new new school hackers, I will have a lot of data points to share. Nice. Um, and with with that, uh, especially as we talked about people going in, uh, going from the military to the civilian world, the top five uh, profession, professions within cybersecurity 
all are hacked professions as well. Wow. So in cloud security, cloud gets hacked. Malware analysis, well, malware is, uh -huh. that is the hack. Uh, data analysis, well, it's because we wanted to hack the data. Uh, threat assessment, well, the hacker tries to lay low so you can't find them. Uh, and intrusion detection, well, you found the hacker. Gee darn, now I got to go to plan B to hack you again because yeah. you used the same password on another platform. So uh, these are things that I want to talk to folks about, uh, really what makes a hacker innovate, uh, because really I see the hacker as the way to the future. It's just like IT is in everything. We're getting ready to start jacking ourselves in. I mean, right now we do it through this thing called a cell phone. We're not far away from nanobots in the, in the blood. And what does that mean? That's a whole other story. But I'm going to hack my way into that world first because I want to understand everything about it. So if you want to learn to uh, follow the ride, you can catch me at uh, Max at Maximum Justice Cybersecurity, as well as LinkedIn. Uh, just search for Max Justice. You'll find me. I'm the only cyber farmer out there. Well, uh, we could go on and on. This is such an important and, uh, you know, topic. But yeah. again, on behalf of a grateful digital universe, uh, thanks again for who you are and what you do, and most importantly, uh, why you do it. Uh, for our audience, stay tuned for future episodes of the Cyber Hero Adventures. If you'd like to be on the show, just send an email to Gary at CyberHeroesComics.com. Thanks, and have a great day. Thank you.